Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. And today, I want to go into some of the music history of Battle Creek, Michigan. We're going to talk about some of the legends of music that came out of this community, as well as some of the other history of some of the clubs that made it possible for artists to get started in their career back in the day. So come along and join me. Okay, so one of the first stories that I want to talk about are the early forms of entertainment that happened in Battle Creek. The very first major entertainment center that was built was called the Hamblin Opera House. And I did a whole video on this on my YouTube channel, so I'll put the link to that in the description because there's a, a fair amount of history on that, everything from vaudeville to melodramatic plays to individual music artists that performed at the Hamblin over the years. And it was founded in the late 1800s and lasted until the early 1920s or so. But one of the artists that came out of that period of time playing at the Hamblin Opera House was a very young girl by the name of Vita Teresa Rowe. And she was a young pianist, and she played quite often at the Hamblin Opera House as a concert pianist, as well as playing around town for various venues at churches and other public meeting places. So she was very well known in her day, and she lived in the Battle Creek area, obviously, and uh, unfortunately died very young. She died at the age of 39 in 1930. But she comes up quite often when researching Battle Creek history, particularly in forms of entertainment. It's uh, hard not to come across her name now and then as performing at a recital or performing at some other major public gathering in the area where they brought in music. And back in the day, there was a lot of live music that was performed at events. Another aspect of Battle Creek's history were the music stores. And there there once was a violin maker in town by the name of V.C. Squire, who I've covered in my podcast before, as well as on my YouTube channel. And they did a lot of... Uh, instruction and teaching during those days and it was a, a common occurrence for people growing up in Battle Creek to learn to play music and musical instruments were the things that they did back in the day. So you went to classes and you took lessons on everything from the violin to the piano. So that was just kind of a part of history and there was actually one time in the city of Battle Creek there, there were about four different music stores right in the downtown area. So that's quite a legacy to the history of music. So let's talk about some of the other prominent performers that came out of the history of Battle Creek. Let's begin with Melvin James Cy Oliver. He was born in 1910 and he died in 1988. And when America was swinging with big band music, Melvin James Cy Oliver was there. Oliver was born in Battle Creek and in the big band era, he wrote such hits as Ain't She Sweet? For Dancers Only, and The Swanee River. He wrote these hits for big band leader Jimmy Lunsford in the early 1930s. Oliver played on trumpet in Lunsford's band. Oliver later joined Tommy Dorsey's band to create such hits as Sunny Side of the Street and Yes Indeed. And his music talents allowed him to compose with such artists as Frank Sinatra, Louis Armstrong, and Ella Fitzgerald. So he was one of the top arrangers and composers of his time. Another significant 
club that was formed in Battle Creek was created by Helen and Robert Montgomery, and they were the owners of the El Grotto Lounge, which existed between 1949 to 1989. And when they ventured into this investment for this club, it was a risk at the time because they had not done anything like it before. But it was one that Helen and her husband Robert were willing to take. They quit their jobs and opened a small club called The Corner in 1949. The club was located on the corner of Kendall Street and Hamblin Streets in Battle Creek, and it would later be renamed the El Grotto Lounge. The club became known for its music over the years. It was a beacon for up-and-coming musicians. Acts which began at the club include Jackie Beavers and Johnny Bristol, which later became known as Jackie and Johnny. If you look it up on Google, they're sometimes referred to as Johnny and Jackie. And they were known for such hits as Someday We'll Be Together, which was a very popular song in its time and charted on the Billboard charts. Also, Junior Walker and the All-Stars played at the El Grotto in their early part of the career before they became a recording artist. And I'm going to go into them a little bit more later in this podcast. Also, Al Green who is an American singer, songwriter, and pastor, and he created a lot of soul hit singles in the 1970s, one of which was Take Me to the River, another was Tired of Being Alone, and another was I'm Still in Love with You, also Love and Happiness, and his signature song was Let's Stay Together. And these were all very popular in the soul and R&B and gospel charts of music. Another famous artist that is well-known in the community of Battle Creek that played at the El Grotto was Bobby Holly. Bobby Holly recorded Baby I Love You with Weiss Records, an affiliate of Stax Records, and the B-side of that single was Moving Dancer. Bobby still lives in the Battle Creek community. He's a local entertainer and activist, and he's always been working very hard at waking up the younger generation to solving problems without resorting to violence. He does a lot of incredible community programs, including a bicycle donation program for young kids. And he's always willing to perform at charity functions and community events around Battle Creek, and he's still doing that today. So the El Grotto Lounge no longer exists, but it certainly set itself as an important chapter in the history of Battle Creek and music that some of those artists affected the music scene around the world. Another music artist that not a lot of people know about that had a connection with Battle Creek was a man by the name of Enos Wanzer. He moved with his family to Battle Creek from Chicago in 1952, and he lived here until about 1971. He attended Battle Creek Central High School and attained his GED and diploma from Central. After he got out of high school, he traveled with the Edwin Starr Band playing the trumpet. He loved music all of his life and was a natural talent. Enos was featured and wrote the song 25 Miles with Edwin Starr. He toured up and down the East Coast playing his trumpet with Motown bands, including the award-winning Temptations and Stevie Wonder. And he died in 2014, and he's buried at Oak Hill Cemetery. Incidentally, his headstone reads, Papa was a rolling stone. So he was quite a popular trumpet player in his time. Another artist who had a career in music was Wade Flemons. 
When musical hopefuls were too young to perform in clubs, local Battle Creek kids took to the stage at the Hamblin Community Center talent shows. One group, the Shifters, would take their act further after Wade Flemons was in the group. Flemons, a student at Battle Creek Central, would join James Kelly, Ed Horsley, Lewis Glade, and group leader Lou Wilson. Flemons wrote with the group the song Here I Stand, which was a single that was recorded with VJ Records in 1958, and they were signed by the company after they heard that song. Flemons would go on to become a solo artist, and his record went to number 19 on the Billboard R&B charts while he was still in high school. He would later become one of the founding members of Earth, Wind, and Fire and performed with them from 1970 to 1972. Another band that came out of Battle Creek was the Chris Angelo Band. The Chris Angelo Band was international music at its best from 1935 to 1985. They played music for 13 different ethnic persuasions and were known as a group that played music for all occasions, conventions, weddings, private parties, and dances. The band was well-known in the Midwest, including Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, and played national conventions in Pittsburgh, New York, and St. Louis. Mr. Angelo, leader of the band, played the clarinet with his other band members, Carl Angelo, who played trumpet and drums, Ralph Penpendria played the clarinet and the alto saxophone, and Harry Goulis was on the accordion. Alvin DeRusha was a trumpet player, trombone player, and drum player, and Ted McDonald was their booking agent. So they were well known in the Battle Creek area for a number of years and traveling around the Midwest. But two of the greatest known artists that came out of Battle Creek, most people will recognize. The first one was Autry DeWalt Mixon, who was better known as Junior Walker. In 1965, the song Shotgun put a handful of Battle Creek musicians on the map and into music history. The song performed by Junior Walker in the All-Stars and even today continues to be used in the background of films, television, and radio programs. When the song came out in 1965, it shot up to the number one spot on the R&B charts and number four on the top 100 charts in the U.S. Over the years, the group members would rotate. In addition to Junior Walker himself, there was Sonny Holly, Vic Thomas, Tony Washington, Willie Woods, Jerome Teasley, and James Graves. Bill Sticksnicks would join in periodically as well. Walker, however, would take his saxophone and branch out as a solo artist as well, and he went on to create nearly two dozen albums. Shotgun was conceived on the stage of the El Grotto, which I mentioned before, and it would receive a gold record in 1985 for more than 500,000 copies sold. And of course, the other well-known musician that launched his careers in Battle Creek was Charles Whedon Westover, better known as Del Shannon. He was a rock and roll country musician, singer, and songwriter. He was best known for his 1961 number one billboard hit, Runaway. In 1999, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 
And I recently had the opportunity to interview James Popenhagen, a very close friend that grew up with the Shannon family. And he went into a lot of the incredible history of Del Shannon and his early music career. And you should definitely check out that episode on my podcast. But let's just talk about some of the other songs that Del Shannon was well known for. In addition to Runaway, Hats Off to Larry charted at number five at one point in the U.S. It went to number six in the U.K., and it was number two in Australia and New Zealand. Hey Little Girl was also a popular hit, mostly in the U.K., where it charted at number two. Little Swiss Made, which he released in 1962, went to number two in the U.K. charts, but number one in Australia. And Little Town Flirt was a big hit here in the U.S. It hit number 12 on the U.S. charts. It went to number four in the U.K. and number one in Australia. Those are just some of the other ones. Handyman was also another popular hit. Went to number 22 here in the U.S., number 17 in Australia. And the song Keep Searchin', We'll Follow the Sun was released in 1964. That song went to number three in the U.K. and number nine in the U.S. and Australia. So he had a very incredibly wonderful career. And the Battle Creek Regional History Museum is working with the Del Shannon family to put a permanent exhibit in the museum when they renovate the sections of phase two and three of the museum as there's a lot of international and national fans that still adore the legacy of del shannon and his music it's pretty exciting to see that this will be a permanent exhibit in the local museum and as I serve on the board of the Battle Creek Regional History Museum, we are working hard at also to include all of these other music legends that I mentioned in this podcast episode to be featured in the music legacy section of the museum, uh, along with Del Shannon, Junior Walker, Enos Wanzer, and all of the other names that I mentioned here. And a little note about Del Shannon, he first played the song Runaway, which later was recorded and became the number one hit that it was that launched his career. He played that at a club called the High Low Club. And that club no longer exists either, but there is a historic marker in downtown Battle Creek across from the McCamley Plaza Hotel next to where you'll find the Jimmy John's restaurant place today. In the parking lot there, there is a historic marker. And at the base of the marker, there is a concrete circular base which is actually a record so you should go up and take a look at it if you visit battle creek because it has a, a lot of awesome engraving on there uh, referring to del shannon there's a lot of neat information there on the historic marker talking about del shannon and also the high low club so it's a great little touristy thing to visit when you come to battle creek because that is placed right at the location of where the high low club once stood in battle creek but to hear more of really cool details about Del Shannon and his life, you should listen to that interview that I had on my podcast with James Popenhagen. It's just uh, fabulous. You get to hear about how he came up with the name Del Shannon, some of the personal events and experiences that he had when he first exploded to the international scene in music and all the stories that went along with that. But that's going to do it for today's podcast episode on music history and legends of Battle Creek. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take 
take some time to leave a review on whatever app that you are listening on. And if you'd like to reach out to me to suggest any other types of historic content you'd like to hear about, be sure to reach out to me at michaeldelaware.com or just to give me any kind of feedback you'd like about my podcast or the videos that I have. And I'll put the link to that in the description of this podcast as well. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel for some of the links below there as well for the Hamblin Opera House that I uh, mentioned earlier. So until next time, when we take another journey into tales of Southwest Michigan's past, thanks for listening today, and I hope you'll join me next time. <laughs>